WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. So glad you're up and at them early with us here at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Top stories this hour Joe Biden enters the race. Does he have a chance? And after Parkland debuts tonight, details in one minute. We'll tell you how Biden made some history, (laughs) and you'll hear Trump rip him big time. It's all ahead on Good Morning Orlando. Many Democrats feel Joe Biden, who entered the race for the Democratic nomination yesterday, has the best shot of beating President Trump next year. But Valencia College political scientist Mark Logas says Biden has a lot of baggage. He dropped out of the race for president in 1988 because he plagiarized speeches. In 2008, he couldn't pull more than 3% of the Democrat support in the Democratic primaries, and he described then-candidate Obama as the first mainstream African-American who's articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. Logos thinks none of the current large field of Democratic contenders will be able to rise above the others and seize the nomination, and the party will turn to Michelle Obama to take on President Trump on the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. Aha, uh-huh. which, of course, gave women the vote. Mark Logos, who sometimes fills this chair, spoke with great wisdom there, and some of the issues that he raises uh, we will visit together here right after the news. News is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A now former police officer has learned his fate for killing a man while he waited for a tow truck on the side of a Florida highway. Joel Malkin reports. A judge heard emotional testimony from members of Corey Jones's family Thursday as they asked for the maximum punishment for his killer. We are supposed to be protected by the police, not shot by the police. Good cops are heroes. Newman Raja is a criminal. The drummer was shot and killed as he waited with his broken down car along I-95 in Palm Beach County in 2015. Newman Raja convicted last month for manslaughter and attempted first degree murder. Prosecutors wanted a life sentence. He'll serve two 25-year sentences concurrently. I'm Joel Malkin. The FBI is planning to meet with Florida officials over election hacking attempts made by Russians. Governor Ron DeSantis and U.S. Senator Rick Scott said yesterday that the meeting will be scheduled sometime in the next few weeks. Both current Governor DeSantis and former Governor Scott have been critical of the lack of information about which Florida county was accessed by Russian hackers, as mentioned in Robert Mueller's report into Russian elections interference. The FBI has declined to comment on the upcoming meeting. The documentary is an hour and a half long look at how parents like Manuel Oliver, who lost his son Joaquin, are working to keep their loved ones' memories alive. He agreed to take part in a show, he says using art installations to work through his grief in a positive way. I am talking about the movie After Parkland. I have to be involved in something that is sad or tragic. I want to be involved in something that is positive at the end. The film, which debuts tonight at the Tribeca Film Fest, also shows cell phone video of students that they took while hiding in classrooms during the active shooting and then follows them as they return to Stoneman Douglas after it reopened. The film, however, is not being shown here in Florida or South Florida. WFLA News Time, 6.05. Nurses send hundreds of decks of cards to the politician who criticized them. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. 
Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. And good Friday morning, Orlando, wherever you happen to be. A very good morning to you. Alan Spector still off for a couple of days. Melissa Fox has moved into the studio alongside the Bud Man here from the control room. And she'll be bringing us the news, as Alan does, from the top and the bottom of the hour whenever it breaks. Uh, and uh, Yaffe, our executive producer, uh, tying it all together. And he will be taking your calls all morning if you want to reach us and sound off on the hot topic of the moment. And we got a boatload of them. 407-916-5400 or go toll-free at 866-916-5400. And if you don't want to talk to us, that's okay, but you still got something to say. Hit the text line at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Um, a very happy birthday to you, Yaffe. And um, it's well, always, thank you. Yeah, it's great. You know, we're, we're excited, and it's a great day. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later on. But on a very serious note, uh, we do want to talk about a story that will be in the news uh, this morning. Uh, you may be familiar with the um, with the horrible story locally here, in which a, which a guy with a stolen car plowed into the back of a vehicle uh, that was carrying a woman and her teenage daughter, nearly killed them. They both wound up in the hospital on the critical list. They are still hospitalized right now. This is a story that hit very, very close to home because one of our beloved colleagues, one of the best engineers and one of the best guys you'll ever meet anywhere in your life, Frank Lover, that car was carrying his wife, Kim, and his teenage daughter, Leah. And um, it was a horrible accident, and the guy left the scene and disappeared. Well, now he has been found, and he has been arrested. His name is Andrake Dion Bryant, Jr. Initially, he robbed a chiropractor in Winter Park. You'll remember the story. It had a lot of coverage in all the media outlets locally a couple of weeks ago. Fled in a stolen vehicle, then crashed into the Lover's car and um he had run away because he was you know he was already out on bond on felony charges and knew what would happen if they caught him well they have caught him and the charges are a list as long as your arm oh yeah yeah and and it's um burglary robbery aggravated battery aggravated assault grand theft possession of a firearm by a convicted felon possession of ammunition by a convicted felon fleeing and eluding. They're going to throw the book at this guy, and he ought to go up the river forever. Um, but in the meantime, of course, you have these two wonderful gals who are the absolute loves of our colleague Frank Lover's life. And it has been a great family outpouring here, or rather a great community outpouring of support, because there are going to be a lot of medical bills. It's going to take them a long time to recover that are not going to be covered by health insurance. There is a GoFundMe account, which is yes. actually doing quite well, but could certainly use oh, a yeah. contribution from you. All you have to do is just look up the, or search the word Lover, L-O-V-R-E, and you'll find, on GoFundMe, and you'll find it. They're at about 45000 now. That's 49. A, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what the bills will end up being. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But if you can help out, um, we don't make appeals like this very often, but you have to understand um, I don't know how we could describe how much uh, how much we think of Frank and what a great family man he is and what a miracle it is that his wife and daughter have survived and now they have picked up this despicable human being and he is going to be charged. Yes, you mentioned he was wanted for felony charges. He was also on felony probation at the time, so this guy should go far, far up the river. Yeah, for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible story. Frank's doing remarkably well. 
We give him what comfort we can, and uh, we wanted to share this story from our WFLA and iHeart Orlando family. Uh, in a moment, uh, Joe Biden, handicap this for me. He's in the race now. How is this going to go for Biden against 19 other Democrats, many of whom far, far beyond where he is to the left? And how would it go if he were to get the nomination and go up against President Trump? Early polling has him out ahead of Trump, but that is that is meaningless, history would suggest. So if you've got something on, uh, on, on the prospects for Biden in the primary season and in the general election, if somehow he won the nomination for the Democrats, love to get your take on it. We'll share ours with you, and you'll hear the Trump um, uh, the, the, the Trump comments last night about Biden, and it is coming up. And so is your chance to make your wallet great again. Just a moment away, we're going to announce the keyword of the hour. Between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., you get a chance to win $1,000. When you hear that keyword coming up, text it to 200-200. You can win that $1,000. Traffic and weather together, just two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's 610. Headlines right now. That stormy weather we've been talking about is headed in our direction. We look at Doppler radar right now. We see... Uh, a lot of shower and storm activity across the peninsula as close to us as Northern Lake County and moving through Marion County and all uh, to to come across the entire Metro Orlando and Central Florida area in the course of the day. Watch for it. In the news, a controversial education plan for Florida, a step closer to becoming law. The state Senate has passed the Family Empowerment Scholarship Program to allow more parents to use taxpayer dollars to send their kids to private schools. It is, as ever, controversial and we'll debate it with you in half an hour updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on good morning orlando dave ramsey weekdays 3 till 5 p.m news radio 93.1 yesterday morning while we were on the show joe biden quietly popped out a video and was officially in the race as the 20th democrat running to take down trump and deny him a second term in 2020 and then yesterday uh, he had a fundraiser. He ordered some pizza down in Delaware, took the train. I mean, it, it wasn't exactly, you know, a uh, um, uh, an, 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 a power-packed uh, unveiling of his long-awaited candidacy. I can tell you, last night uh, on Fox, Trump ripped Biden real good. Joe, here's a preview of what's coming your way. He's not... The brightest light bulb in the group, I don't think, but he has a name that they know. I think we're calling him Sleepy Joe because I've known him for a while and he's a pretty sleepy guy. He's not going to be able to deal with uh, President Xi, I will tell you. That's a different level of energy and, frankly, intelligence. If he ever gets the nomination, of course, keep in mind, he's going to have to get through a field of Democrats far to the left of him, you know, who have no interest in an old white guy age 76, and his relatively centrist Democrat policies. Um, we'll get to the issue with policies and uh, and what he stands for and where he is and the key issues in a moment, because we didn't hear any of that yesterday. But it, it seems to me, and, and, and I want you to listen for it here, that Biden made some, some presidential candidate a history here with the quickest lie ever told by somebody just getting in the race. Can you pick it up? Listen. If you are the best choice for the Democrats in 2020, why didn't President Obama endorse you? 
I asked President Obama not to endorse, and he doesn't want to. This we had. Whoever wins this nomination should win it on their own merits. Guys, thanks. Welcome to Delaware. He wouldn't even look at Fox's Peter Ducey when he said that. He knew he was lying through his teeth. He would get on his knees for an Obama endorsement. I told Obama not to endorse me. Come on. <laughs> oh, I buy it. How much are we supposed to swallow in one gulp? Here is from the announcement video the relentless and I think some completely bogus attacks on Trump by Biden that he says was the catalyst for him to decide to make one last bid for the presidency. He's failed miserably in two prior attempts. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. The core values of this nation are standing in the world, our very democracy. Everything that has made America, America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. It's like he's bypassing all the other Democrats. Oh, we'll blow them off. It's ultimately going to be me against Trump. And Trump's the enemy, and, um, and, and he just ripped him. He did get statesmanlike for a while in his three-and-a-half-minute video, so we'll give him a little of that. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. I'm sorry, Yaffe, I must have given you the wrong cues. Basically, he talked about his vision for America and, uh, and all of this. Uh, listen, um, the Democrats are going to carve him up, absolutely carve him up. They will try to show it, to do it respectfully because, you know, he was the former vice president and all of this, and he's a gentleman, et cetera, except when he's around women sniffing their hair and uh, touchy-feely and all of this stuff. Mm. Um, he's going to have a hard time in the Democrat primaries. I think that's, that, that may be just as tough on him as Trump would be should he get the nomination. I don't think he gets the nomination. He is out of step with where the Democrat Party has moved. He's an old white guy whose time has passed, who never showed an ability uh, to garner major support while running for president. That's what I was going to say. I don't think he's going to be able to raise the money. I know he did the whole announcement and then the fundraiser at the Comcast president's house, David Cohen, and that was like a half a million dollar event or whatever that he wanted to raise money for. But he just doesn't have that power. He, his name is recognizable, yeah. sure, but the money is not coming in. And I think that's going to be a big detractor. Well, we'll see on that score. I think he does have the ability to raise money, but I don't know whether or not he um, is, is, is going to be good for the long haul here. How would you handicap the chances of Biden getting the Democrat nomination? And if he gets it, beating Trump in 2020, which is frankly all the Democrats really care about. What's your take on it? The most politically astute audience in talk radio, it's time to be heard. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Right now, we'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Stick around. Lots popping all three hours of the show this morning, and welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. 
Local headlines right now and updating a tragic story we told you about yesterday. The name of that 10-year-old killed by a semi while he was riding on his bicycle is being now released. The Florida Highway Patrol says the victim was Kevin Pope, who was riding a bike near Weatherby Elementary in Orlando yesterday when he was run over by the back end of a semi. Troopers say, though, that the driver, who has not been found, may not even be aware that he had struck the child. The truck is white with blue and black lettering on the side of the cab, and it was pulling a white trailer. Call authorities if you see the truck. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. We got that sound cut. We wanted to give you one more on Biden with his announcement video that he's jumped into the presidential race yesterday. Here he is um, with his vision of what America is and should be all about. An idea that's stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people on earth. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can achieve if you work at it. That's what we believe. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. All right, that's Joe Biden on his announcement video yesterday. While I was waiting to hear, and I didn't hear it all day long, he says, oh, there's plenty of time for this stuff. Where the heck are you on the key issues that mean something to people who could potentially vote for a Democrat to take down Trump? I mean, where are you on the hard left uh, slant of the party right now? Bernie and the rest of the gang out there. Where are you, Joe, on single-payer health care? Where are you on, you know, late-term abortions, you know, and killing babies already born? Where are you on all of this? Where are you on the Green New Deal? And on and on and on. Totally absent yesterday, Yaffe. You know, it's funny how some of the Democrats are like that, you know, a little absent on some of the key issues. Pete Buttigieg is kind of like that. So is Beto O'Rourke. Both of them are afraid to get in the key issues. They just feel like emotion wins the day, I guess, initially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the violins. That's all I have to say. That's yeah, but all I, don't I, think, I don't think you can carry the, you know, the orchestra with you That's for the campaign. That's all I got out of Biden's campaign. I thought he released a new music video. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Let's bring Matt on from Claremont. He says Biden doesn't offer us anything new. Well, I mean, he may be their best uh, chance, or you know, he's up their better candidates. But Trump just inspires them a lot more. He's already achieved more in two years than they have in their whole career. So it's going to be really hard for them to make a case with those fake videos and stuff. All right, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Texters on fire about Biden and his prospects, Yavi. Uh, yes. Uh, some people say, um, that, uh, he's never going to make one person said he's never going to make it far enough to face Trump anyway, that it totally agrees with you. Um, let's see what else here. Um, one, one person does say though, that it's not because Biden is an old white guy. The issue is Biden is an old plutocrat who will run a Trump bashing campaign instead of speaking about new ideas. We'll see how it plays. Um, you know, somebody else saying, you know what? If he wins the nomination, wouldn't it be great? Trump would tear him apart. 
There are a lot of people who believe that to be absolutely true. No, it's not going there. The vouchers are coming. The vouchers are coming. (laughs) Next half hour. We also have an update on a story that is near and dear to our hearts. That's coming up in just moments at 6.30 on 93.1 WFLA. Monster Jam World Finals 20, the ultimate championship event. Coming to Orlando for the first time with over 70 trucks. See the best riders compete for seven championships. All the speed, all the skills, all the action. Monster Jam World Finals 20, home of the largest pit party of the year. Presented by official partners, America's Best Contacts and Eyeglasses, BKT Tires and Circle K. Camping World Stadium in Orlando, May 10th and 11th. Glad you're with us here on the Friday edition to Good Morning Orlando. In for Alan Spector and bringing us the news all morning is Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox. And you're going to set the table right now for a story we're talking about in this half hour. That's correct. A controversial education plan is a step closer to becoming law. Yesterday, the state Senate passed the Family Empowerment Scholarship Program. It allows more parents to use taxpayers' dollars to send their kids to private schools. Now, opponents say it's an attack on public education. But Ocala Senator Dennis Baxley says giving more parents more choices is actually a sign of progress, bud. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Yeah, and very strong feelings on both sides of this. Uh, Our take and yours at home in a moment. There are no sanctuary cities in Florida per se. But lawmakers say this legislation is needed because several cities and law enforcement agencies are not cooperating with the feds when it comes to to committing illegals, or rather illegals committing crimes, I am talking about the Sanctuary City Act. This would require cooperation by all levels of government in Florida with federal immigration authorities. Republican Representative Cord Byrd of Jacksonville says the Senate's version of this bill is going to take a step further. It's going to give the governor power to remove a state, county, or municipal officer who does not cooperate with ICE. Governor DeSantis says he's going to support this measure, especially if it gives him this authority. Suspended Broward Sheriff Scott Israel and the governor's legal team have until this afternoon to lay out their proposed schedule for a hearing in front of a Senate-appointed special master. Israel is cautiously optimistic that he'll get an impartial assessment by lawmakers who review the special master's report. I just believe our Senate president and our senators are going to be honest, impartial, unbiased people. And, uh, I could just hope and pray uh, and believe I will get a fair shake. You may recall that Israel was removed from his position following the Parkland massacre. He admits to South Florida's first news his chances are very slim that his case will be heard before the legislative session ends next week, though. A man who was wanted for a robbery in a crash that injured two people in Orange County is now in custody. The story near and dear to our hearts, Bud has already laid it out. He'll hit it again for us. But Andre Bryant Jr. has been arrested in Winter Park for charges the date back to two weeks ago. The 27-year-old is accused of using a gun while robbing a business on South Orlando Avenue. Then he refused to pull over for police while leading police on a chase in a truck he stole, allegedly. He rear-ended a car in Seminole County, causing a mother and daughter to suffer critical injuries. Yeah, and, and the mom and the daughter... Um, are, are, the, are the loved ones of one of our great colleagues and veteran engineer here at iHeart in Orlando, um, and, and that is Frank Lover. And um, it is remarkable that they survived. They are on a very slow road to recovery. They're going to need a lot of help and a lot of treatment. Uh, there is a GoFundMe account. If you'd like to join in and contribute, um, uh, you just uh, go to the name Lover, L O 
S-A-V-R-E, and go fund me, and that'll get you there. Right, Melissa? That is correct, and we appreciate your help. The Florida Senate is moving forward with a bill that will make texting while driving a primary offense. They voted 33 to 5 yesterday to post the, pass the House version proposed by the uh, legislation. Now, the Senate added an amendment that will also ban the use of a wireless device while in school or work zones. If the amended version of the bill is passed by the Florida House, it will head to Governor DeSantis and potentially be signed into law. WFLA News Time is 637. Be listening just after the top of the hour. Your next chance to make your wallet great again is coming. We'll announce a keyword. You text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. Thank you, Cheryl. And as I look at Doppler radar right now in the studio, I think we need a weather-related headline. Um, that area of showers and storms is going to cover the whole peninsula in the course of the morning and the rest of the day has now come through the villages and will impact all of you who are traveling northwest of Orlando, right around where the turnpike hits I-75 and points north. Heavy showers and thunderstorms, and all of this is moving down in the direction of Metro Orlando. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We do it all morning right here for you on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Clock is starting to eat the Bud Man alive. There's a lot going on here this morning, so let me in short form tell you about the very latest um, option for parents to educate their kids when they're not satisfied with the public school um, that uh, that they're stuck with according to where they live, according to their zip code. Um, and this new program, like the others, we now have five. It appears this is going to become law because it passed in the Senate yesterday and the House leadership likes it and the governor says he will sign it. Uh, we're talking about the Family Empowerment Scholarship that would help up to 18,000 students pay private school tuition with state backed scholarships, uh, and it would target kids from low-income families, but not exclusively. Uh, there's an upper income limit of $80,000 for a family of four. And um, listen, there is a Republican lawmaker out of, um, out of South Florida, and his name is Senator Manny Diaz from Hialeah, and he really is expressing the sentiments that I have had for a long time on these, on these voucher programs, which I see as all about freedom all about choice for parents when they have their one and only shot to educate their kids as they grow up, and also about forcing competition on our public schools that are failing so that they have to get better in order to compete for students, and you know, hence the funding that comes with the student counts you have. But at any rate, here's what Diaz says. Every parent knows what's best for the individual child, and at no point should we turn over that responsibility to the government. And this program, Diaz says, would make sure all students, regardless of their zip code or status, have good educational options. The Democrats are screaming. They say the lawsuits will be flying. This is diverting uh, taxpayer money to private schools, many of which are religious. They see a separation of church and state issue that they may be able to get some legal traction on. So, um... I'm an advocate of these programs. Uh, Yaffe, you and I have talked about these programs and these choices that the Republican-controlled legislature and our former Republican governor and now our current Republican governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, are in favor of. We need this in Florida. It's sad that we do, but we do. Yeah, one thing to note is we were 33,000 votes away from this not having a chance of happening because if Andrew Gillum were governor, he definitely did not support this. That, that would be no activity in that regard. Right. There would be no school choice under yeah. an Andrew Gillum right. governorship 
uh, and he would veto anything that came out of the legislature, even if the Republicans uh, um, uh, were, were still were still in the majority. Now, honestly, Bud, I'm still on the fence on this. I don't understand it enough as to, you know, because I have a northern education, and which is usually superior than the southern one here already. You know that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying I don't get this whole choosing schools thing and the vouchers. I don't understand it. And now... It initially was supposed to be for low income, but it looks like the amount of money that they're using is 300% higher than the poverty level. It's uh, going to cost $130 million out of the state education budget here, you know, and, but again, it's about, hey, you got one chance to educate your kids, and I some agree. of our, our schools are better than they used to be, but are just horrible down here in Florida, and, and you got to give a parent a choice. Why should you have to pick up lock, stock, and barrel and move somewhere uh, just because you got a failing public school? Do you have to have your kid get educated in it and not become all they can be? we got to give you choice. It's about choice. It's about freedom. Okay. It's about competition to force the local public schools to be better than they are. As long as it's not about sports. It's nothing to do with sports okay. that I'm aware of. If we're not putting these kids in the schools to improve no. athletic programs, no, I'm that's fine another with issue. It. That's yeah. another okay. issue. I don't believe that's an issue at all here. So let's let's get the focus on this. What about this? Will be the fifth school voucher program here. Are you supportive or are you not? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, and we'll get to that right after we get to this. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Update on, um, oh, on a news story I was going to bring you, and I can't find my place. Melissa, I'm telling you what, they shouldn't let me be doing the headlines. You should be doing the headlines. I'm messing it up here. Um, but at any rate, a former Florida police officer was headed to prison for 25 years for shooting a stranded motorist in Palm Beach County. Last month, a jury found Palm Beach Gardens officer Numan Raja guilty of manslaughter and attempted first-degree murder he shot Johnson in defensive end. Um, he shot Johnson and killed local musician Corey Jones on the side of I-95 after Jones' car broke down almost four years ago. Roger at the time was on duty, but in plain clothes, driving an unmarked van at the time of the shooting. An audio recording played at the trial showed Roger never identified himself. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. You're eyeing a ball, bud, man. I'm trying to do three things at once and couldn't do the one thing right that I was supposed to be doing. Reaction to the school voucher program and our debate on it is coming in. Let's bring our friend from the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch on here. Always good to have Susan with us from Castleberry. What about it, Susan? Hi, good morning, bud. Um, yeah, well, two points that you made, you said um, it's about school choice. Well, you do have school choice. If you want to send your child to a private school, you may pay for it yourself. What if you don't have the money to do that? That's the well, issue for a lot of these families. Well, then you to get a, a scholarship, but you should not be using public uh, money for private schools. You also made a point that the public schools need to get better. How are they to get better if you're going to take away their money? We already have teachers that have to constantly come out of their own pockets for school supplies and things for their classrooms. The public money needs to stay in the public schools. That's where it's meant to be. 
That is no, no question. That's the Democrat playbook on this. But what do you say to the thousands and thousands of families where they don't have the money to send the kids to private school? They may not be achieving at a high enough level to go to public school. Are they just stuck in the zip code public school that's D or F year after year after year. Are you okay with that, Susan? Well, Aren't I, Democrats you know, all about... about Melissa made a point about northern education, and I am also, as I said yesterday, I'm from upstate New York. I only had one choice of where to go to school, but I did receive a very good education. You know, maybe the southern schools in Florida, they need to look and see, well, what are they doing right up north and try to emulate that level of education? I'll tell you one thing, we're not spending nearly as much per pupil as they spend up north. Well, there's a problem right there. There is, and you have a huge number of retired people down here who have no stake in, in you know, in in secondary education, public education, because they're never going to have any kids going through the system. I don't have chil- I don't have children. Okay, yeah. but I totally sure. would support paying more in taxes to support the education system. Yeah, yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't get public support down here, Susan. No doubt that that's that that's an issue. So interesting. She raises some um uh, some questions than some of the ones you were raising. You know, it's the same thing. You were uh, talking off air. Yes, I'm from up north, and I'm also from an area where we don't have a school of choice. I'm in a, from an island. There was one school, if you got your education, and look, I made it all the way here. Well, it's all good if it's a good school. And it yeah, was. But down here, we, you know, the, the quality of schools vary enormously, and you, parents get stuck with no other options, and I think that's where these school voucher programs come from. Uh, Yaffe, um, any further thoughts or a comment on the texters who are weighing in here? Uh, yeah, one person said this, said, uh, um, school vouchers, why do only low-income families get it? We put all the money in. Why can't I use my tax dollars for the school of my choosing? Interesting uh, little point there. Um, let's see. One person said, Bud, you're crazy if you don't think the school voucher program doesn't encompass athletic programs. Kids are changing schools every year trying to find the best fit for them to play and have a better shot at college scholarship for a sport. Now, that may be um, exploited, you know, because of a voucher system, but that is not mm. what this legislation was designed yeah, for. Yeah, this this legislation is specifically for low-income students. There are That issue goes with school choice where you can choose what district you want to go to. It's kind of a different issue. This is voucher scholarship program for low-income students to go to a private school. That's not really what the athletics issue is. Two different issues. It's the Family Empowerment Scholarship, the fifth voucher program, green-lighted by the Senate. The House is going to pass this, I believe. The legislature, uh, its leadership in the House, the Republicans like it, and DeSantis has said he will sign it. So expect that to happen in the waning days of the session. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you. Happy Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector. Top stories we're looking at this hour more on Biden. Can you get the nod? And how many amendments are two amendments more in one minute? Stormy weather moving in our direction. Sheriff Grady Judd rips Florida lawmakers for going soft on crime. 
We're on the same page with that, and you'll hear from the sheriff next on Good Morning Orlando. Former Vice President Joe Biden made it official yesterday. He's running for the Democratic nomination for president, and it's a crowded field. University of Central Florida political scientist Aubrey Jewett says that could work to Biden's advantage. Uh, Someone like Joe Biden, who already has good name recognition and maybe in the polls has 25, 30 percent support, you know, in an ordinary time, if it's just with two or three candidates, maybe that's not enough. But it may be enough with so many Democrats jockeying for the nomination to take on President Trump next year. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Members of the Florida House think the people are passing too many constitutional amendments. So they voted 71 to 41 to make it harder to put them on the ballot. Gordon Byrd has more. Hillsborough County Republican Mike Beltron doesn't like petition amendments because they don't go through state leadership. There's no bicameralism where it goes through the House, it goes through the Senate, it's presented to the governor. Sarasota Democrat Margaret Good says people pass amendments because Tallahassee is failing them. They have to do things like put constitutional amendments on the ballot. A similar bill awaits a Senate hearing with just one week left in the session. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So they're talking about jacking up the threshold to two thirds, right? Yes. And that would be 66.6 or whatever. And they already jacked it up from 50 to 60. Yeah, they just keep doing it. They're like, well, maybe we'll just put it a little higher and they won't be able to jump over that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do have too many amendments right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, that even with a 60% threshold, almost every one of them passed last time around. That is correct. Lawmakers don't like that because it, you know, it's more power to the people, less for them. Agreed. A former police chief's plans have been derailed after what's being called a derogatory homophobic slur. Former Lakeland Police Chief Larry Giddens yesterday backed out of plans to become Florida Southern College's security chief. The decision came over a week after a Lakeland police lieutenant accused Giddens of directing a gay slur at him while off duty a couple of days earlier. A Lakeland police detective said to the ledger he was there, he remembers the comment, and it was not pretty. President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence are going to speak at the NRA's annual summit in Indianapolis today. Trump is expected to get an enthusiastic welcome, despite some grumbling among the gun enthusiasts about his administration's ban on bump stocks. Bump stocks greatly increase firing capacity. They were used in the Las Vegas shooting massacre in 2017. By the way, Pence is a former governor of Indiana. WFLA News Time 707. Read about the woman accused of spiking an Illinois state trooper's sports drink during a traffic stop. That story's online at WFLA Orlando. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us. Alan Spector away for a couple of days. Melissa's moved in from the control room to handle the news top and bottom of the hour whenever it breaks. And Yaffe, our executive producer, is tying it all together in the control room. Uh, You know, we're pretty tough on crime around here, and I have not liked what I've been seeing in the Florida legislature and uh, among some key Republicans, uh, believe it or not, who I think are going soft on crime with these Florida First Step Acts that they are driving. I've not been a fan of President Trump backing, you know, reduced sentences um, for thousands of, uh, of, of, of inmates serving their time. Um, and I don't like what's going on here in the Florida legislature. And you talk about tough on crime. They don't get any tougher in law enforcement than our good friend Polk County Sheriff 
Grady Judd. Um, uh, he is echoing what I've been uh, saying from this microphone for quite a while, and you will hear the problem that Judd has with what they are trying to get done in Tallahassee in the way of criminal justice reform. And we'll get to that in a moment, and we'll get your take on it all at 407-916-5400 on the toll-free. You're welcome at 866-916-5400 and our text line 23680. That's coming up, but first... But first, you got to be listening for that word, the keyword, and you text the keyword to 200-200, and you make your wallet great again because you could win $1,000 that's coming up right now at 709 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We're talking about Florida going soft on crime and listen to this headline we have for you right now. Bond is set at $750,000 for a Seminole County man accused of shooting his parents and brother to death. Grant Amato was in court to hear the judge's ruling yesterday. The victims were killed in their home several months ago after investigators say there was an argument about money uh, that was sent to a Bulgarian woman that this guy Amato met on a porn site. He cobbles together $75,000 and he gets out. Prosecutors thought he was so dangerous they were demanding $25 million in bond. The judge agreed to $750 thousand ten percent of that and he's on the street updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on good morning orlando news weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio this is good morning orlando on news radio 93.1 wfla on the topic of soft on crime have you had it you know with these these plea deals that get worked out have you had it with judges who, who, who make decisions like was made in the Omato case here? You know, I mean, what about the law-abiding citizens? Do we need this guy out there if he can come up with 75000 bucks walking among us? Are you kidding me? This guy, this guy's a maniac, you know, based on what it was determined that he did, for God's sake. You know, and then we have the Florida First Step Act in both the House and the Senate. The Senate is actually worse. It's softer on crime than the House. They're going to try to resolve this in the closing days of the legislative session. Uh, the Florida First Step Act takes its name from the First Step Act that was signed, to my chagrin, late last year by a guy I otherwise am pretty much on board with, our President Donald Trump. Among other things, it reduces a lot of sentences for nonviolent crime, drug related crimes, you know, it's seen as something that will, and the social justice warriors have been advocating this, you know, will we'll give a break to, um, uh, to minority populations who find themselves incarcerated um, at high rates. Um, it, it's, it's all about letting people out earlier to reduce prison populations, um, you know, helping former convicts transition back into society. Some of those elements I'm okay with. Let's focus on the Senate bill in Florida Bill 642, and this is sponsored by Republican Senator Jeff Brandis out of uh, St. Petersburg. And and the problem I have with this, um, it installs, among other things, what they call a safety valve in sentencing nonviolent offenders, giving judges more discretion and varying from sentence requirements for more than 100 mandatory minimum crimes. Um, the Senate bill is softer on crime and criminals than the one making its way through the House. 
I think they're probably going to get something reconciled in conference and pass it, but I hope it's not what we have in the Senate Bill 642. It would lower the required time served, the truth in sentencing threshold, they call it, from 85% of an inmate's sentence down to 65%. Um, you know, if for some first-time nonviolent offenders. I just have a huge problem with this. Spring inmates early, lower the pr- prison population and the cost of incarceration. I'm sorry, I'm willing to bear the cost as a taxpayer. I want tough sentences that hold up. I don't want slack cut for people who have broken the law. I want there to be a genuine deterrent. I want the sentences not to be reduced or eliminated just because, well, it was a nonviolent drug-related crime. It's just not in the same category. I've had it with this. I've totally had it with this. And so has Grady Judd, who is the sheriff of Polk County. Now, on Yaffe Show PM Orlando... Yaffe played some sound cuts for the drive home. I recommend him to you with PM Orlando from 5 until 6 last night. And uh, we have put those together for your consideration right now. I want you to listen to Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd ripping Republican state lawmakers primarily um, with this criminal justice reform legislation that would reduce, among other things, or eliminate penalties for so-called low-level nonviolent crimes. I want to tell you that I'm going to link in a deep concern I have, the police chiefs have, the state attorneys have, and the other other sheriffs around the state about this quote-unquote low-level, nonviolent bill that Senator Brandis has filed, 300 pages. Yeah, and the sheriffs don't like it, the police chiefs association They don't like it either, and they are right, in my humble opinion. Here's the sheriff opposing legislation that categorizes methamphetamines as less dangerous than he knows they are. And I continue to hear this drumbeat around the state of Florida that this is low-level, nonviolent crime. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want the senators, I want the people that's continuing this drumbeat about low-level, nonviolent crimes to go talk to the family members of that 858 that died in 17, and there's going to be probably that or close to 1,000 that died in 18, and try to convince them that that drug is nonviolent, because I know it is, and you know it is. One more cut from Sheriff Judd out of Polk County on how the meth that's killing Floridians gets here. Go ask the victims of the almost 1,000 people who died from meth if something needs to be done. Think about that. Now, that's just the state of Florida, and that doesn't count the rest of the nation. They are making and importing and bringing across the border illegally thousands of pounds of methamphetamine Mm -hmm. and they're doing it with illegal aliens in fact one of these guys was stopped on four different occasions Mm. and wasn't detained was documented Mm -hmm. it was a catch and release and he self-deported 
and came back and self-deported and came back. Why? Because that's the drug trade. Mm. So when we think we're catching them all, when we think there's not a drug problem, we're just wrong. We're not doing nearly as much as we need to do. And in the middle of this, we got lawmakers and Republicans who are supposed to be tough on crime getting softer on crime in Tallahassee. I've got a problem with this. Sheriff Judd's got a problem with this. But we want to know what you think. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680 where standard message and data rate supply. We'll continue right after we give you an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming very quickly in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline updating a story, a tragedy we talked about yesterday. For those of you just joining us, we can tell you the name of that 10-year-old killed while on his bicycle by a semi has been released. The Florida Highway Patrol says the victim was Kevin Pope, who was riding a bike near Weatherby Elementary in Orlando yesterday when he was run over by the back of a semi. Troopers, though, say that driver may not even be aware of what happened. He didn't stop. They're looking for the truck identified as being white with blue and black lettering on the side of the cab and pulling a white trailer. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yaffe's doing double duty in the control room because Melissa's doing the news in Alan's absence here. I wanted to bring Yaffe in because he was... um, uh, all over this story with uh, Sheriff Judge comments on the legislature and the Republican leadership slouching um, and going softer on crime with this legislation that they are working on up there. It's got to be toughened up. Don't like what I see. So how about we go to the phones? Okay, let's bring in Bob from Orlando. Hey, Bob. Good morning. So you agree well, with Grady Judd, huh? Oh, definitely. I, there's, you know, there's one clear-cut way us voters, us constituents, can know whether this uh, bill is either proactive or progressive. It's to find out, especially if it involves with the law and our drugs, it's to find out if the Florida Sheriff Association and or our police chiefs are backing it or not. Yeah, they are opposed to the Senate bill, both those organizations. Yeah, and, you know, uh, after hearing Grady Judd's comment, and hearing your summary on what the bill is, this 300-page boondoggle, uh, it's, you know, the only word that you didn't say to describe it was comprehensive. And we all know what that means when a politician uses the word comprehensive, which means the damn thing ain't worth its weight in fertilizer. Got it, Bob. Thank you very much. Yaffe, your thoughts, because you ran with this on the PM Orlando show from 5 to 6 last night, which we recommend for your drive home today. Yeah, I, I mean, I just can't believe that we have been successful in this country for the past couple of decades to really reduce crime rates across the country. And a lot of that started with these minimum mandatory sentencing laws. And now we're just going to get rid of them and let the criminals out. Like, we, we're taking away something that has proven to work. That's what's so beyond reason to me. Yeah, you bet. On the text line, gang, what do we got? Got one here. It says, we don't need to be soft on crime. This is one of the reasons why blue cities are crime infested. Democrats are desperate for votes, whether criminals or illegals. They need the vote. They want to get them any way they can. I think the Republicans up there have been successfully, frankly, guilt-tripped by social justice warriors from the left that, that, you know, we're just too tough on minorities here. You know, we have too many 
too many blacks, too many people who are Hispanic, who disproportionately to their population percentage wind up behind bars, and that we need to cut them some slack for these, in particular, nonviolent crimes. I don't happen to think for anybody, white, black, brown, red, you name it, that we ought to go soft on crime. We ought to create fear and deterrence with our penalties and our sentencing. We don't need to go in the other direction. How about some consideration for all of us in the vast majority of law-abiding Floridians? Bill, you're in Orlando on the phone. Good morning and welcome to the show. Hey, bud. I don't even know what you're talking about. After Jesse Slamet got away with what he got away with, and the chief of police up there okayed it, and the law, all the law clerks had to okay it, and the judges had to okay it, and the mayor had to okay it. What, what, what are you even talking about? Somebody like that can get away with that? I'm not in Chicago. I'm in Florida, and so are you. And the police chief was chagrined by what the state's attorney did to dismiss the charges on Smollett. You better get reacquainted with that story with all due respect. Hey, uh, Bud says Joe told his first lie of his presidential bid. We'll check in on that. And it's prison for a former Florida cop. 7.30 now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Heather, thanks a lot on that. Melissa, as I turn it over to you, in for Allen with a news update right now, I continue to look at Doppler radar and this... Uh, Frontal system doesn't look quite as formidable as it once did, but it is stretched out across the entire peninsula. And uh, we've had a heavy, heavy shower and storm activity in Marion County, now moving into northern Lake County and Volusia County. And the trailing edge of this thing is going to be uh, lined up with the I-4 all the way from Tampa to Daytona before you know it. And we're all going to have some storms to deal with. No severe warnings at this particular point. Um, Early in the show, uh, I identified what I thought was maybe the quickest lie ever told by somebody just entering the presidential race. And you're going to pick up on that for the (laughs) folks who were just joining us. Yes. Joe Biden was asked why President, uh, former President Obama hasn't endorsed him yet. We've got details from Mark Mayfield. I asked President Obama not to endorse, and he doesn't want to. We should, whoever wins this nomination, should win it on their own merits. Speaking yesterday at the Amtrak station in Delaware, the former VP says it's going to be up to Democrats to decide if he's the best choice to beat President Trump. Biden rolled out his presidential campaign with an online video Thursday morning challenging Trump's moral leadership. Last night, Biden was at the Philadelphia home of Comcast executive David Cohen for a big-dollar fundraiser in which Democratic lawmakers, the Blue Cross CEO, and other top party players were expected to attend. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I told Barack Obama not to endorse me. Come on, Joe. Um, You know, it takes him five minutes to tell his first lie of the campaign. Okay, here we go. Now, former police officer heading to prison, 25 years. It's the death of a drummer. Perhaps you heard the story. A judge heard emotional testimony yesterday from members of Corey Jones's family as they asked for the maximum punishment for his killer. We are supposed to be protected by the police, not shot by the police. Good cops are heroes. Newman Raja is a criminal. The drummer was shot and killed as he waited with his broken down car along I-95 in Palm Beach County back in 2015. Noman Raja was convicted last month for manslaughter and attempted first-degree murder. Prosecutors asked for a life sentence. He'll serve two 25-year sentences concurrently. 
Zoo Miami is welcoming a newborn animal, the first ever rhino to be conceived from induced ovulation and artificial insemination. They're giving births to Republicans in name only down there in the uh, zoo? Oh, oh, the rhinoceros. Yeah, that'd be Oh, a, different kind yes, of rhino. Yes, I yes, see. Yes, Go yes, ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> the baby rhino was born at the zoo on Tuesday. Seven-year-old mother, a one-horned Indiana rhinoceros, gave birth to her. It was a 15-month pregnancy. Wow. No wonder they're so grumpy. Mm. (laughs) wouldn't be. The zoo is calling the birth truly historic. And elsewhere... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. WFTV's not airing the episode tonight because of the NFL draft. But don't worry. Don't panic. You can still catch Jeopardy tonight at 7 on their sister station, WRDQ-TV 27. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, they are going to run it later on the on FTV, but they're going to run it at, at the normal time. And for those of you who fail at Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune will be on at 7.30. And for those of you who have lived under a rock or something and are not aware of why we would even mention an episode of Jeopardy, Ugh. the guy who's the reigning champion right now is playing unbelievably James well. James Holzhauer has a, well, he won nearly $90,000 last night that brought his 16-day winning total to more than 1.2 million dollars that's almost halfway to the record that was set by ken jennings he took 74 games to do it and won just over two and a half mil holes Hauer says his life as a professional sports gambler has definitely given him a huge advantage when it comes to taking the risk he has an amazing mind it's incredible and he goes after all the toughest categories, you know, with the biggest money on him and wages a fortune on Final Jeopardy and seems yeah. to nail it all the time. It is amazing to watch. I mean, this guy's got a cult following. It's I, incredible. I believe, bud, he's changing the game of Jeopardy. He is. Honestly, could you ever imagine that there will be a black market for colonoscopes? Colos- col- I knew I was going to do Colonoscopy? it. Colonoscope. No, colonoscopes. There it oh, is. Oh, that's different. The scopes. All right. Do you know exactly what they are, right? Okay. Two men and a woman stole $450,000 worth of colonoscopes from the Lankanau Hospital near Philadelphia. So, A, they had to know where the tools were, B, what they were, and C, what they're worth. I'm kind of wondering if they're being resold domestically or overseas, but either way... That's kind of gross. It is kind of gross. Oh, one from the Florida man file. I guess they never learn. It's so easy nowadays for cops to identify and arrest suspects. I'm talking about tattooed offenders. Now, in this Florida case, the surveillance cameras catch a guy vandalizing a skate park in Bradenton with graffiti that just happens to match a tattoo on his forearm. He painted GVAV, and that's what's on his arm. He told the cops, I was doing drugs and drinking that night, but that doesn't explain what he was thinking when he got the tattoo in the first place. You make yourself easily identifiable like that, and then you do a crazy life of crime. I wonder how many people who get tattoos, for one reason or another, you know, after a period of time, regret it. Wish they could get rid of it, and they're really hard to completely get rid of, right? Oh, and very expensive skin grafts and, and yeah, the like. nasty. You know. WFLA News Time, 739. These stories and more can be found on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. Melissa, doing the news for Alan Spector, who's grabbing a couple of well-deserved days away. Yaffe's our executive producer, and he'll also be handling your calls um, right now, we want to jettison whatever calls we might have on the hot topics of the morning for space on the 50,000-watt front porch to play our daily sound judgment game. We got a real popular prize. We've got it again. Four-pack of tickets to the brand-new, fabulous, 
Monster Jam Finals Show at Camping World Stadium. It's coming up. It's fabulous family entertainment. Your family will love it. Uh, your grandkids, your kids, it's a fantastic prize. We always give you great seats. You're eligible by corporate rules to play our game if you haven't been a winner of sound judgment in the last 30 days. So stand aside on the honor system, if you will, to let others have a chance to play for this great prize. Sound judgment, playing for, well, Monster Jam Jam tickets. These are great tickets, and it's going to be a great, great show. And if it's not your cup of tea, there's somebody in your circle of family and friends who would just love it if you'd... uh, if you'd give them the tickets you won right here on Good Morning Orlando, 407-916-5400. Oh, the uh, toll-free available and still open, quick, 866-916-5400. Grab it, and we'll play the game right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Florida headlines right now, and this is an update on a story that was a hot topic for us in our 7 o'clock hour yesterday. A bill to make texting while driving a primary offense in Florida closer than ever now to the governor's desk. The Florida Senate voted 33 to 5 yesterday to pass the House version of the bill, substituting it for the Senate version, which was broader and which, as we told you, prohibited use of any wireless communication device. However, the Senate added an amendment to the House bill that would ban the use of any wireless device while in school zones or work zones only. The Florida House will now have to decide what to do with the amended version of the pill, of the bill rather, and we'll stay on top of it for you. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. As usual, the lines have been jammed for sound judgment, but somebody dropped off maybe a bad sell. So I have one open line if you want to play for our great prize on sound judgment, 407-916-5400. And what about that prize, Melissa? Oh, my goodness. This is awesome. It is a four-pack. I want to call it a family four-pack because that's really what it is. Great family entertainment. Yeah. May 10th and 11th, the uh, Monster Jam finals are at Camping World Stadium, and you can go. It's going to be really cool. Friday night is what these tickets are for, four-pack, as I say. And they've got this elevated start ramp. It's like five stories up in the air. The, the trucks are going to come crazy rip down that ramp. That's just the beginning. Um, my mind is already blown. If you want to try check it out, uh, monsterjam.com, or just win right now for sound judgment. You bet. And if you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer in an open line, 407-916-5400. So here we go. Something a little bit different we've never done before. Today's sound judgment game is strictly an in-house production because today happens to be our executive producer Yaffe's birthday. So listen to some sound of Yaffe hosting his PM Orlando show every weekday from 5 to 6 in the afternoon here on WFLA. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles will be on Yaffe's cake today. Yes, this is PM Orlando. I'm Michael Yaffe. Thanks to Larry Spillman for giving us the news. And Tom Benson is producing today. Yes, we are. All right, the sound of young Yaffe. But how young or how old? How many candles on Yaffe's cake? How old is Yaffe today? Line one, take your best shot. 27. No, no, he's not 27. Open line 407 916 5400. Line two, how old is Yaffe today? It pays to follow Michael Yaffe on social media. 33 years old. 
Oh, what? what about it, Mike? Verify it. Did he nail it? <laughs> yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> 33, <laughs> yes. He must follow me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm telling you right nice. now. All right, another member of the Pro Yaffe <laughs> Movement and Fan Club. Congratulations. You're a Yaffe fan, huh? Yes, I am. I listen to him all the time. Follow him on Facebook and even watch his Facebook Live stuff. Well, he's got a lot oh, of fans, wow. and he's got, a, he's got a lot of those right here at WFLA. He's a great guy uh, to know and to work with. You're going to Monster Jam because you are plugged in to what's going on with Yaffe. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Me and my <laughs> boys are going to love this. What's your first name? I'll write you a note. It's Pete. Pete, and uh, where's home? Maitland. Got it. Right around the corner. Pete, you are our winner. Congratulations, and I'm going to put you off air, and uh, and we're going to make arrangements for you to get the Monster Jam tickets. Okay, my friend? Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando and PM Orlando with Yaffe in the afternoon from 5 until 6. We do appreciate it. I thought we might go a while on that, but oh, this guy... The, the birthday thing? Yeah. He's a Yaffe expert. Well, when you follow Yaffe, and Yaffe puts it out there, a lot of people, they don't put their birthdays out there on the social media, but apparently, Yaffe wanted some love. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, look, he was right. When you follow me on social media, you win prizes. Yeah. How do folks follow you on social media? How do we do that? Well, you can follow my Twitter handle on Twitter, at P-M-O-W-F-L-A, or just send me a friend request on Facebook, Michael Yaffe. And that's it. I follow him. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, I appreciate it. Yeah. Will there be cake? Oh. Well, there may well be. There's uh, unconfirmed reports uh, of a little party going yeah. on when the show is over. My girlfriend's making me a pie for the weekend. So. Oh, that'll be good. Nice. Yes. Did you order one in particular? I mean, you got a flavor? It's a chocolate silk pie, but she's oh. making it. Wow. And she's time? making it from scratch. Yeah. She's not buying it. Yeah. That See, sounds that? good, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Steffi's just When are you going to step that up? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll make her a pie soon, then? I guess. No, I mean, when are you going to put a ring on that? Come on, you found oh, yourself a beautiful oh, 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 woman oh, 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 oh. who actually makes you pie. Yeah, I know, right? Pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we like Steffi. We only met her once here, but uh, doesn't matter. You bring her by. She's anytime. making him happy. That's there what you go. Counts. That's good stuff. We like that. Yeah, he's a good man. And a happy birthday to our executive producer in the afternoon, host of PM Orlando from five until six. You need to catch it for the drive home. Um, an update right now for you on Orlando's news, weather and traffic. Stick around. We have some heavy weather moving in our direction, and we will have the latest all in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeart app. Headlines now. A man wanted for a robbery and a crash that injured two people in Orange County is in custody. Andrake Bryant arrested yesterday in Winter Park for charges that date back more than two weeks. The 27-year-old accused of using a gun while robbing a business in South Orlando Avenue, then refusing to pull over for police while leading police on a chase in a truck he allegedly stole. He rear-ended a car in Seminole County that caused a mother and a daughter of one of our beloved colleagues here to suffer critical injuries. An arrest has been made. More on this story from the personal end here at iHeart and WFLA coming up. Um, an update, of course, on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. You know, every once in a while, all these tragic news stories um, that we report on here um, become very, very personal. 
And so it was with the stories I reported on in the headline here a few moments ago that they have picked up this um, uh, this man who was out on bond for felony charges and left the scene of an accident, 27-year-old Andrake Bryant, and he's facing multiple charges. Uh, he had a stolen vehicle. He had held up a chiropractor. And, uh, and then he plowed into the back of a car that was driven by the wife and the daughter of Frank Lover, who is a veteran engineer and one of the great people you will ever meet in this or any other business. And we all love him here at iHeart and WFLA and our family of a dozen or so radio stations. And his wife, Kim, and his 16-year-old daughter, Leah, I mean, were nearly killed. And they're both in rehab for multiple very serious injuries now. And there's a GoFundMe account that has been set up and uh, they could really use your help because there's no way health insurance, as good as it is here, is going to cover nearly all of what it will take to make them whole again. And we're up to nearly $50,000. And if you go to, um, if you just Google Lover, L-O-V-R-E, GoFundMe, uh, it'll take you right there. Right, Melissa? Yes, yes. Uh, Kim and Leah, both are just beautiful people. Kim's worked here in the building for a while. Um, both were in critical condition after they were hit. Leah has suffered a pelvic fracture, a fractured vertebrae in her neck and fractured ribs. And Kim suffered injuries to her rib and was uh, had bruised lungs. She was in an induced coma for the first few days. They are coming around, but these expenses, they're not going to end. Yaffe, it's great to see, though, that Frank is upbeat and uh, that uh, the girls made it because it was very touch and go there oh. for a while when this happened two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, and he said he appreciates everyone, everyone's prayers, so keep praying for him and his family. Yeah, they're absolutely great, great folks, and uh, God bless them all. And we got the guy, and that's the news. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Delighted to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for our latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. I'm Melissa Fox. Top stories we're following this hour. Biden 2020, our own poli scientist says probably not. And the documentary After Parkland de- debuts tonight. Details coming up in one minute. Trump is guilty of multiple counts of obstruction of justice. Wait until you hear who is saying that. And you will next on Good Morning Orlando. Joe Biden is in. The former vice president officially entered the race for the Democratic nomination for president yesterday. But political scientist Mark Logos of Valencia College says Biden and the others currently running will fall short. And the nominee will be the first uh, former first spouse. Um, No, not Hillary. Michelle Obama will be the reluctant candidate. She will be asked to heal the party after no one really rises to the top of the field. It will be the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And what better way to celebrate than to have the first African-American female who can really win the White House. That's right, bud. Our own Mark Logos, who often fills in for you, thinks Michelle Obama would be a formidable opponent for President Trump. Wow. Yaffe, that got your attention too, didn't it? Yeah, I I don't buy it. (laughs) You think it's just a ploy? Well, I mean, I think if she did run, she would be definitely a formidable opponent. 
but I, I just don't see it happening. Maybe in four, maybe in twenty twenty four, but not. Well, okay. interesting call by our good buddy Logus. How about that? News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Members of the Florida House think the people are passing too many constitutional amendments, so they voted seventy one to forty one to make it harder to put those amendments on the ballot. Republican Mike Beltran of Hillsborough County doesn't like petition amendments because they don't go through the state leadership. There's no bicameralism where it goes through the House, it goes through the Senate, it's presented to the governor. Sarasota Democrat Margaret Good says people pass amendments because Tallahassee is failing them. They have to do things like put constitutional amendments on the ballot. A similar bill will await hearing in the Senate with just one week to go. The great debate over sanctuary cities is on in the state Senate after the House has passed the measure 69 to 47. Republican Representative Cord Bird of Jacksonville told the Brian Mudd Show, even though there are no sanctuary cities in Florida, the bill is needed. There are multiple cities uh, in, in the law enforcement agencies that have taken the policy position not to cooperate with federal immigration authorities. The Senate's version would give the governor power to take action against local or state officials who do not cooperate with the feds. Governor DeSantis says he'll support that measure if it gives him this authority. The Parkland Massacre is getting an up-close-and-personal look as the documentary After Parkland debuts at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York City tonight. The documentary follows families and friends of the victims like Manuel Oliver, who lost his 17-year-old son, Joaquin. He says he agreed to take part to show how he's using art to work through his grief in a positive way. He saw the film last week and says it steers clear of getting political, but the viewer will walk away asking this question. What am I going to do now? And I think they do a great job on that. The film also shows cell phone videos students took while hiding in classrooms during the act of shooting and follows them returning to Stoneman Douglas as it reopened. The film is not currently being shown in South Florida. I'm Wendy Grossman. WFLA News Time 807. Family vacations are secretly couples getaways. That story is on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Friday edition. Alan Inspector away for a couple of days. Melissa Fox handling the news chores for us. Yaffe's our executive producer as usual and taking your calls at 407-916-5400 or the incoming on the text line at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Bud Hedinger with you on the 50,000-watt front porch until 9 o'clock. Keeping an eye on this weather system spanning the state right now, frontal system, and uh, showers and thunderstorms are moving into the northwestern part of Orange County and stretched out all across the um, the Florida Peninsula here. So we're all going to be dealing with some of the storm activity. We are watching for any severe weather warnings. We have none to offer you um, or to report on at this particular point. Um, I was shocked late last night when I ran into an op-ed and an accompanying video by a voice in broadcasting and a voice of expertise on the law who said Trump is guilty on multiple counts of obstruction of justice. And I changed the lineup of the show to share this with you because it shocked me to hear it. This is someone I trust and admire, and many of you, I believe, do as well. 
I'll want to get your take on what you're about to hear, and it is coming up. But first of all... Wouldn't you like $1,000? We're going to make your wallet great again. In just a moment, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. We do this from 6 in the morning till 9 at night, by the way. You text that keyword to 200-200, and you can win $1,000. Traffic and weather together in just two minutes on News Radio 93.1. It's 8.09. Florida headlines right now on a talk topic earlier in the show about a controversial new school voucher program, a step closer to becoming a law in the Sunshine State. The state Senate yesterday passed the Family Empowerment Scholarship Program. It allows more parents to use taxpayer dollars to send their kids to private schools when they have failing public schools within their neighborhood. Opponents say it's an attack on public education, will siphon funding away from public schools. Botocala Senator Den- Dennis Baxley, among others, says giving more parents more choices is a good thing. And we agree with him on that. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Question What do you think of Fox News senior judicial analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano? I hold him in the highest regard. I think he is a quality man. He can explain the law because he knows it so well in terms that we can all understand. I believe he's a man of great knowledge. I believe he is a man of great integrity. That's why it was so stunning to catch his video that accompanied an op-ed that he has put out declaring President Trump guilty of multiple counts of obstruction of justice. The entire video and all the information is on the website at WFLAOrlando.com. Yaffe has taken care of that for us. A couple of excerpts that I have um, uh, um, had edited here for you. I want you to listen to this uh, because, you know, when the Democrats are screening obstruction and structure, we all understand the partisan agenda that they have. This is Fox News legal authority, senior judicial analyst Andrew Napolitano. And I thought it was worth you listening to this take on Trump and obstruction. First of all, the judge briefly explaining the federal law on obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice, the statute making obstruction criminal, prohibits interfering or attempting to interfere with a criminal prosecution or an investigation that the government's conducting. Now, I want you to listen to this. It runs nearly two minutes. Listen very closely from Judge Napolitano citing multiple examples within the Mueller report of the president being guilty of obstruction of justice. When the president asked his former advisor and my former colleague at Fox, K.T. McFarland, to write an untruthful letter to the file knowing the government would subpoena it, that's obstruction of justice. When the president asked Corey Lewandowski, his former campaign manager, to get Mueller fired, that's obstruction of justice. When the president asked his then White House counsel to get Mueller fired and then lie about it, that's obstruction of justice. When he asked Don McGahn to go back to the special counsel and change his testimony, that's obstruction of justice. When he dangled a pardon in front of Michael Cohen in order to keep Cohen from testifying against him, that's obstruction of justice. Why not charge him? because the Attorney General of the United States would have blocked such a charge. 
because the Attorney General of the United States is of the view that obstruction of justice can only occur if you're interfering with a criminal investigation of yourself. But that's not what the obstruction statute says, and that's not what law enforcement believes, and that's not what prosecutors do. Prosecutors prosecute people who interfere with government functions. And that's what the president did by obstruction. Where is this going to end? We don't know. But I'm disappointed in the behavior of the president. His job is to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States to uphold and to enforce federal law, not to violate it. If he had ordered his aides to violate federal law, to save a human life, or to preserve human freedom, he would at least have a moral defense to his behavior. But ordering them to break federal law to save him from the consequences of his own behavior, that is immoral, that is criminal, that is defenseless, and that is condemnable. And that is Fox News senior judicial analyst Andrew Napolitano on an op-ed with accompanying video. All of it's on the website at WFLOrlando.com. i got to tell you, the Democrats are going to run with this. Um, the, to have that come from his lips, he's going to take enormous heat on Fox. Um, I don't think he would say it if he didn't believe it to be true. He is not a Trump hater. He's not an anti-Trumper. I think he's about as honest and straight down the middle in his evaluation of things related to the law as anybody I have ever heard in my life, and the absolute preeminent legal authority on television for Fox. It took my breath away to hear that, and I wanted to share it with you, and I'd like to know what you think. You know, if you're pro-Trump, it's easy to rip Judge Napolitano. But this guy is not an anti-Trumper, a never-Trumper, a Trump hater. You know that's true. This guy I have held in the highest regard for the longest time. And I just wanted to share that with you and see what you think. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline updating a tragic story yesterday. For those of you just joining us on the show, the name of that 10-year-old killed while riding a bicycle by a semi has been released. The Florida Highway Patrol says the victim was Kevin Pope, age 10, riding a bike near Weatherby Elementary School in Orlando yesterday when he was run over by the back end of a semi. Troopers, though, say the driver may not even be aware that he had hit the child because of the size of the vehicle. The truck is white with blue and black lettering on the side of the cab, was pulling a white trailer. They're looking for it. Call authorities if you think you've seen it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. All right, what are we getting on the text line right now? We've been monitoring that, a lot of incoming, and, uh, you know, I, I, some people are not happy with me and my take on the judge and uh, playing his op-ed saying, hey, the president is guilty of multiple counts of obstruction of justice. Senior judicial analyst for Fox News, Andrew Napolitano. Yeah, one person just says, Bud, you are so wrong. <laughs> but I got, uh, like, two or three people that say that uh, Napolitano is a never-Trumper, has never liked Trump. This is why he's saying this stuff against Trump. 
So that, that I mean, I've that's never best. I've never seen him that way. I've I've seen him I've seen him do analysis of you know one news story after another with a legal angle in 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 presidential politics. On I I've heard him I've heard him be supportive of the president. I've heard him be critical of the president. I really do think he's a straight shooter out there. You may not see it that way, but I watch I watch Fox all the time. I watch it all the time. Okay, I just have a problem. One, the guy's a vegan. Okay, have a problem right there. He doesn't eat meat. Can't believe him. Who cares uh, about that? The, <laughs> the other part is Jeez. he's a conspiracy theorist about 9-11. Come on, man. This is our country. Who is Judge Knapp? Yes. He, no, he's not a he's I've not never a heard him talk on oh, it. Where yeah. are you getting that <laughs> nonsense? New York Times says Napolitano has a taste for conspiracy theories. So does the Washington Post. 9-11. Well, if those are your sources, well, I don't know. I, I mean, think I'm we need looking to do at better. the text line saying he's a never Trumper, and that's not true either. So I'm just trying to figure it all out. I don't put a lot of weight in what this guy says, but it do, sure was do you convincing. Ever watch, I think the guy is brilliant, analyzing story and legal things that make us all understand it. I, 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 I think I think he's one of the strongest horses they've got in the Fox stable here. You're all ripping me to shreds here, gang, over this. You know, I mean, I'm just telling you, um, when I hear it from a voice that I have I have respected for years, it gets my attention. The Democrats are going to take this and run hard with us. It's not just us over here on the left who are trying to destroy Trump because we don't like the result of the election, which is exactly what they're doing. Look at what the judge is saying. You know, I wonder how this is going to play at Fox. I wonder if this was run up the flagpole to the hierarchy before he put it out there. Mm. I, I wonder, I wonder, the audience is going to be apoplectic if our phone lines and text lines are any indication. Um, anyway, where are we going here? Line one, I, I can't get everybody in here. I mean, the oh, phones yeah. have exploded and the text line too. Don, you're in from Orlando. Quickly, please. Well, if Fox is hiring Paul, uh, Paul Ryan and um, that black lady that used to be the uh, head of, uh, you know, Fox is going uh, toward the never Trumpers also. But still, I, I understand why you'd feel that way about Judge Napolitano, because I, I think he tries to pretend to be uh, pretty much a straight shooter also. But he basically is talking about Trump being obstructing justice over something that Trump, before he before he could even be elected, he realized that the government was spying upon him, was tapping his wires, uh, and whenever he got elected and was uh, the uh, uh, president-elect, yeah. before he could get in, into the White House, uh, uh, Jeff Sessions was recusing yeah. himself. Yeah, you're, you're taking me a little far afield, but I know where you're coming from. But I think you're shocked by what you heard from the judge, and I think it has weight with you because... You have respected him as a straight shooter. Is there anybody out there uh, who, who thinks, you know, who doesn't have a problem with, with, with my take on Napolitano? I have respect for the guy. Robert, you're in DeBerry. Hey, uh, but I kind of agree with you on Judge Napolitano. I believe he is a straight shooter. I don't, though, I think we're missing the larger point. American people have to decide because when you get into politics, there's always corruption or some sort of something that's going to get get you. I mean, I, I don't ever want to run for public office for that reason. I wouldn't want all the skeletons drawn out of my closet. But if you go back and you look at all of the administrations going back to like Nixon, um, Clinton, even George W. Bush, there was always something that, or even Reagan with uh, Iran-Contra, I always liken it to arsenic. A little bit will make you sick. A lot of it can kill you. 
So we have to make a decision on on whether or not we're going to feel that what Trump did rises to the level that it, he should have to step down or be prosecuted or Clinton or All right. Reagan. All right. I got it. I got it. I understand that. I got a texture here. who says, Bud, take the day off, please. Oh. No can do. But I'll make you a deal. How about if I take the weekend off? Will I that like work it. for you? I like it. There you go. Good morning, Orlando. That uh, system is uh, not as powerful as it once was, but we are having some showers and storms moving into the immediate metro Orlando area, moving kind of from west-northwest to east-southeast. So we're all going to get wet. No severe weather reported right now. We'll keep an eye out for it. In the news, Melissa, what you got? Let's move on to elsewhere, shall we? A pygmy goat. Has, was found roaming in Queens. It's safe. I know you were worried. More critters in New York City. What's going on yeah, up there? Farm animals, goats, and 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 guys, just craziness. But they rescued the goat. Two officers were called to a backyard. Apparently, the goat answered its name. They called it its name. It's about a year old, and it said, "Yeah, here we go, come running along." And it's now got a new home at the Skylands Animal Sanctuary in New Jersey. So there you go. All right. That's a good, so a happy story. Uh, tourists in Idaho will be able to spend the night in a giant potato. I know. You're what? Thinking, yeah, it's true. A 28-foot-long steel and plaster potato. Yaffe and I were wondering if it was actually made of spuds. It's not. Uh, it was created in 2012 to promote Idaho potatoes. Crisscrossed the uh, the Americas here uh, in the back of a truck for about seven years. Yeah, and they got ne- those crazy commercials where the farmer's trying to chase yeah. them down and find mm-hmm. the uh, Idaho potato truck, and now you can stay in the potato? It's been converted into an Airbnb. It's southeast of Boise. The CEO of the Idaho Potato Commission calls the Potato Hotel a way of inviting people to experience Idaho in a unique way. I agree. The converted potato does have electricity, running water, insulation, heating, and air conditioning also. It's been furnished with a queen-size bed and a chandelier made of antlers. The Potato Hotel will open next month for $200 a night. you got to be kidding me. That's a lot of potatoes, and I don't think that's going to find its way onto the Budman's bucket list. I don't think so. All right. How about this? You may be right. I may be crazy. Any idea who that is? No. Help me out. Yaffe. You don't know who that is either? Oh, my goodness. People are now banging the dashboard with their fists. It's Billy Joel. No, they're already oh, doing that okay. off the Napolitano segment. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? He may be getting close to the age of 70, but Billy Joel is not ready to stop playing. He did a recent interview with Newsday magazine, which I didn't even know was still being published. He's remarked that he is really comfortable with the notion that he maybe just doesn't retire at all. He said he has a great job playing with a great band at great venues, making great money, so he doesn't see a problem. However... He will have to make some adjustments. You see, he's admitted that he has to use a teleprompter with the words of the songs that he plays. He tries not to, but sometimes he just blanks on the lyrics and tries to read the lips of the audience as they sing along, and that wasn't working. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, we, we have to admit sometimes we're, we're not all He's uh, slipping a little, superhuman. huh? Superhuman. I don't yeah. like to hear that. Avengers Endgame. It's already setting opening night records. Last night's previews of the superhero movie have set a Marvel record $43 million. According to Deadline.com, they say that tops the opening night record of Avengers Infinity War, and it may beat the all-time record set by Star Wars The Force Awakens. Endgame is expected to beat Infinity War in its domestic opening weekend, and it will pass Captain Marvel as the highest grossing movie of this year. I wonder about our birthday boy. It's Yaffe's birthday. Is that part of your uh, weekend celebration to see that flick? 
Well, I'm thinking about going to see it today. It's going to be crowded, though, so if I don't go, like, in the morning sometime, it's just... He's planning on going to an early morning viewing, so everybody go. You know, the packed packed theater experience is something that we don't have very often anymore because there were so many movie houses and not a lot of movies that are that popular. Kind of fun to go in a jam-packed theater. The energy of that Uh, might be kind of... No? No. Doesn't work for you? (laughs) You're not liking that? You want to be able to hear what's going on? I want to have lots of options... Where I can sit, spaces in between me and strangers. Okay. <laughs> Might as well just wait till it comes out and watch it at home for Pete's no, sake. No, I need to know what happens. Ah, you uh-huh. will find out. Spoilers? No, no spoilers. WFLA News Time is 839. These stories are more at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. Do we have a revolution on the horizon What are we talking about here? We are talking about the first ever drone delivery service just green-lighted by the Federal Aviation Administration. Whose is it? How does it work? Will it work? And is it safe? We're talking about it next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. An update on headlines for you right now. Bond is set at $750,000 for a Seminole County man accused of shooting his parents and brother to death. Grant Amato was in court to hear the judge's ruling yesterday. The victims were killed in their home several months ago after investigators say there was an argument about money that was sent to a Bulgarian woman that he met on a porn site. Um, Prosecutors thought he was so dangerous they wanted $25 million bond. The judge set it at 750 grand for this multiple murderer if he gets $75,000 together, um, or at least he's accused of this, he will be out on the streets walking among us. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. There's so much news going on, so much political news. Otherwise, this has kind of gotten buried. But this week, something that could be potentially historic and revolutionary and life-changing for all of us occurred when the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, gave approval for the first time ever to a developing drone delivery service. In this case, it is Google's Project Wing And um, they may be starting to make deliveries in various places within a couple of months. They're doing tests up in Virginia. It's interesting. um, The the Google drone, the wing drone, is a hybrid between a helicopter and a plane. It's able to lift off vertically and fly horizontally at high speeds. And it carries packages up to three pounds weight in its belly. And then they get lowered... um, you know, into your yard when you've placed an order for a pizza or whatever it happens to be. And uh, there's a tether, and it kind of hovers overhead until you take the package out. Then they reel up the tether, and they take off. Let's listen to a little more about how this works. Google's drones carry packages beneath their belly, lowering them to people's yards with a tether while it hovers a safe distance above. The service promises to slash delivery times. Say, order a pizza and it could go straight from your local shop and skip traffic altogether. Within just a few minutes, you should be able to step outside 
and collect your dinner. Other companies aren't far behind. Amazon is testing out its own drone system. UPS just partnered with a North Carolina hospital to fly test samples across campus and in Africa. Zipline is already using drones to send villages medical supplies. But a 2017 study shows more than 50% of Americans still aren't sold on the idea of drones near homes. Yeah, I'm concerned about it from a number of fronts. I'm not one of these guys who doesn't embrace new technology. You know, I'm all for things that uh, uh, that take us uh, to a place we haven't been before. But did you hear those drones buzzing like bees? I mean, are we just going to be driven insane with all of these deliveries all around us, like we're going to be under attack by bees or wasps? What happens if it drops its package or the drone falls out of the sky? You know? I mean, are people going to get conked on the head from a thousand feet? They may not survive it. Is this going to work? Is this also going to be a high demand service? Are people going to want to, uh, you know, to get small packages delivered to them almost instantaneously, whether it's a pizza, whatever it happens to be, is this going to be a big deal or just kind of a passing fad? What do you think? 407 916 5400. Text line 23680 where standard message and data rate supply. I can see Yaffe and Melissa are chewing on this right now. We'll see what they have to say in a moment. But what do you think of the green lighting by the FAA of the very first ever drone delivery service? It's the Project Wing drone service from Google. Winner, loser. Upside, downside. What do you think? Let's talk. Drone delivery service. Is that going to be the wave of the future across the land or a passing fad? What do you think? Any concerns? And if so, what are they? Let's talk. It's our final hot topic before we part company for the weekend. 407-916-5400. The text line at 23680. We'll get to it after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Weather-related headline right now. You've been hearing about this approaching system with a lot of showers and storms moving in from the west. It's having a hard time advancing into the metro Orlando area. It's kind of on our western doorstep right now and has lost a little steam. There is still some heavy stuff out towards Spring Hill and onto the Tampa Bay area and more coming in from the Gulf. So no severe weather uh, indicated right now, but we will be watching for some showers and storms on a scattered basis in most areas on and off throughout the day. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So Google has gotten the green light from the Federal Aviation Administration for its drone delivery service. It's Project Wing. They're doing tests in Virginia. They may start doing widespread um Deliveries within a couple of months. They actually, Melissa, it's interesting, um, uh, got some changes in in the existing drone um, regulations, which mean, you know, you have to be within line of sight of the drone now. And, and there are restrictions about where you can fly them, not over crowds, not over populated areas. But what they did was the FAA, as I'm reading, categorized this service, the first one they've green-lighted for drone delivery of packages three pounds and lighter as an airline, essentially, allowing them to go uh, far greater ranges uh, with not 
the number of restrictions that drones have had until now. Ah, so they think that's what will make it viable. Do you have any concerns about this? You, Yaffe, what about it? Uh, I mean, not really. I, I think there will be some issues with it at first, like any kind of new technology, anything else. In terms of the noise, I don't really think it's going to be that big of an issue because they're they're pretty far up in the in the air. Did you hear that? That was on pretty the, annoying. On the, on the, on the, on the, the piece we well, played? But it's not going to sound like that when you're outside and they're like really high up in the air. Huge I mean, mosquito that I wanted to swat. I mean, if we're going to talk about noise, you have to get rid of cars and airplanes and people. What about a drone <laughs> just all of a sudden, you know, a power failure in the drone? It drops out of the sky. I mean, these things, uh, you know, they have some weight to them. And yeah. what about a three-pound package conking you on the head from 1,000 feet? How's yeah. that going to work? Yeah, I mean, that that would be bad, but I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> all over the place where it's going to be that big of a problem. What do you think about the demand for this? That, that ultimately is what makes the business succeed. Or, or fail. I mean, it's do the people want it in great enough numbers? Well, I mean, that report talked about how one hospital is using a similar system, and apparently they love it. So uh, I think the demand for it's going to be huge eventually once the technology catches up. I think it's going to take a little longer for the technology to get there than people are thinking, though. Feels like initially the big market might be fast food. You know, you know, get a couple of burgers uh, delivered to you. Uh, um, you don't have to wait for the driver. I mean, these things go at high speed, and bang, it'll be there in a couple of minutes. You walk outside, the tether comes down, you take your burgers, and bang, they're gone. It sounds mm, like the Jeffersons. I'm not or sure. the Jetsons to Jetsons? me. Yeah, the Jetsons. Doesn't stuff. sound like the Jeffersons. No, Nobody. the Jeffersons. <laughs> Wait, you give me a burger? No, that's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll be all right. What about it, Yaffe? What else beyond that? I mean, what else would you order? I mean, you can't. You know, it isn't like you can, you know, call well, Home be, Depot and say I need yeah. a bag of mulch. They're not going to put a 40-pound bag of mulch in the air, at least not yet. I think it'll be small items uh, that you can get on Amazon, you know, that don't weigh too much. I, I don't. I think people are nervous about their food. <laughs> people get crazy about their food. So letting their food fly up in the air and then come down, I think it's going to take a little time. Yeah, I live in a bird sanctuary, so the minute I think about food flying through the air, I think about a bird going, and just taking it right <laughs> off of the drone. That's a what good happened? point. All right. Yaffe, happy birthday. We're going to have a little celebration in the newsroom, and then you're going to stick around and work on your birthday again, and you'll have your show this afternoon. Yep, PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, updating local national news. Check it out. And Yaffe's um, commentary along the way on the hot topics of the day. Happy birthday to our executive producer. We love him. We love having you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Agree or disagree, and some of you are really mad at me right now over that Napolitano segment. Whatever. We love you. We'll catch you Monday. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.